Hello, everybody, and welcome to Engaged in Rec. Karina here, your host. And today I have a really exciting guest on Engaged in Rec. Today I have Chris Chana, who is the CEO of ActiveAge. He is Adult Daycare's number one fan and on a mission to help 10 million seniors live their best life. And he also has this really incredible story of where he got to, um, to where he is now. Um, so I'm really, really looking forward to hearing that. Chris, thank you so much for jumping on Engaged in Red. Well, thank you, Karina. And that was, that was one heck of an intro. You're a pro. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Well, I just see, I'm looking at your LinkedIn as well right now, because I, that's where I reached out to you and, and really wanted to learn. And you know what, actually, it's your profile picture. It's the, the funky profile picture that I was like, I got to meet this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know that always uh, catches everyone's eye a little bit. You know, it's, it's funny. I actually had, um, I was at a conference one time and they're like, oh my gosh, it actually looks like you. <laughs> Identical. Like... It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so. so tell everybody here who you are, first of all, like where, how, who are you, Chris? <laughs> That's a big question, isn't it? <laughs> that is a big question. I could, I, I, I could go deep. Um, you know, I guess, I guess, like you know, I, I just you know, at the end of the day, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a husband, a father, business owner. Um, you know, we, I, uh, my wife is Chelsea. Uh, we uh, together had got into senior care about eleven years ago. Now, I guess 10, 10 to eleven years ago, uh, we have two kids. Uh, we're in Florida. Um, we started out in. Um, assisted living, senior living, and then we uh, ventured out into adult daycare and then home care. And then most recently, we uh, kind of transitioned from um, our former Chelsea Place you know, name and brand to now the brand ActiveAge as part of our um, kind of like next step of scaling our adult daycare concept nationwide. And so um, that's kind of like the, the brief summary of it all but we can dive into whatever part of it that you'd like to, you know, so. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of people um, in our audience who are mainly recreation therapists and activity professionals who specifically work with older adults <laughs> have always said, and the people that I've spoken to have said, man, I would love to have my own like adult day center, or I'd love to open my own assisted living sometime. And, and a lot of them kind of think that it's like this pipe dream, right? Well, you made that dream come true. So how did you even get into that? How did this even emerge? Yeah. So, so I, I went to um, school for finance back in like 2010. I, I went to school for uh, finance. My buddy and I, uh, we were going to pursue kind of like a career in the financial services industry. And we um, both left college, moved to Texas, and we were going to open up our own Allstate eventually. But we went to go work for someone else in the um, in the Texas area. Well, while doing that, I realized very early on, probably within like the first couple of days of working in that environment, that there was no way that this is for me. And I would say the, you know, the, the revelation of that was really just, I hated the idea of like selling something, you know, like a piece of paper or this like insurance yeah. product or this financial services thing that like, it's really just, you're just like selling this intangible thing to someone hoping that like, you know, if it was insurance, hoping they never had to use it. Um, or if it was financial services, like, you know, just hoping that like whatever you sold them was actually going to work out the way it was supposed to, you know, like, and, <laughs> 
And um, you know, and 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 hard part too was like trying to convince someone that like had a ton of money to like you know do these things with you know their money when I myself didn't have like you know ten bucks to rub together. You know, so <laughs> like it just it was uh it was an interesting time. So I realized real early on that like that was not going to be something I could do do the rest of my life. And and you know when so in, in that revelation, uh, my, my wife and I we we moved back. We were engaged at the time, but we moved back to Florida. And um, my friend, his dad had started a small residential assisted living facility coming out of the 2008 housing crisis. He was in the mortgage business. He got um, his house back in foreclosure and he decided to convert it into a residential assisted living facility. And so I went and he was like, why don't you come check it out? See what it's all about. And I went and worked with him for the day. And I was like, man, this is cool. It's like hanging out with grandma and grandpa. And mm-hmm. I pulled up and like, you know, I was thinking that it was, you know, I, I, in my head, I was thinking probably like, you know, nursing home. I was thinking that that's what it yeah. was. That's what I was headed to. But when I, when I actually like pulled up to this house, it was like in a residential neighborhood. It looked like just a regular house. And then, you know, in this, in this you know quaint little neighborhood, and I was like, man, this is different. I walked inside and it's like, oh, it is a home, you know? And then, you know, it just happens to have six seniors that live here. Um, and, and, and then I learned what it was like to take care of them. And, and honestly, that, that first day, I I really enjoyed it. I remember leaving there thinking like, this is cool. Like, I felt like I had really made a difference in his residents' lives that day. I felt like, you know, like there I, I had actually made some sort of impact. The day went by really fast. Um, you know, there was a lot of exciting stuff happening, and I was like, man, this is this is way more hospitality than it is medical. Mm-hmm. And you know, coming from this like financial services background, like you know, I think, you know, the medical, like blood and guts scare the heck out of me. So like, <laughs> like I, I, I could not work in a hospital setting, but I realized in this setting, I was like, man, this is, this is like, you know, this is like really hospitality, you know, this is like providing meals, making people laugh, making them smile, making them feel comfortable. And I always felt like, you know, customer service came natural to me. And like, it was something I always like, you know, was, uh, it was, a, it was important to me no matter what I did, you know, like whether it was working at, uh seers or whether it was you know working in financial services i always like put customer service at like a high priority so you know this whole experience kind of made me realize like man we could do this ourselves and so we actually at that point in time found a facility for sale in port charlotte and this facility was like i mean it, it, it had just gone through foreclosure i mean it it, like I didn't know how bad it was, but when we like <laughs> like when we actually took possession of it, like we purchased it, we kind of purchased it like sight unseen, because it was like an opportunity, um, not really knowing what we were getting ourselves into, because it was already our into it was already in foreclosure, so we were really just buying the real estate, and then we we're gonna have to like convert it and you know into this assisted yeah. living facility, you know. But um, I mean, when I when I first took the like the first video and sent it to Chelsea, she was like, "What is? What did you get us into?" <laughs> <laughs> how many suites were in it so it was, it was it was actually about it was a six thousand square foot home and it had uh 12 bedrooms and eight bathrooms so it was set up to be an assisted living study but it had just gone through foreclosure the previous owners like just they didn't they didn't care at all they just they had completely just let it go i mean oh. like I, I, like all the like a lot of the exterior doors were falling off i mean there was like windows broken out i mean it, it literally looked like like it was like this abandoned building and um I mean, and it was a big project. I mean, like I, I look back and I'm like, dang, thank God I was like so naive and so hungry to like do something <laughs> on my own back then because I don't know if I could take on a project like that today. But, uh, but yeah, we, we ended up living in it for three and a half years. Um, uh, we actually like came back from our honeymoon and my wife and I both like, like 
like you know she moved in with me full time into like the smallest room in the house and uh, with our dog like it was basically like like our dog a queen bed and like dresser and that was about all that like fit in this room there was like there was like you, you, there was like literally no place to sit <laughs> you either laid on <laughs> like you either laid on the bed and ate in the bed or you could you know you could walk around to get clothes out of the dresser and that was about it you know did you have kids <laughs> at that time no, no, no. We no. yeah, that that would have been tough. Like <laughs> part of, part of the reason why we moved out three and a half years later was because we wanted to start a family, and and so like we were like we can't do that here, you know. And yeah, um, in this environment, you'd have a lot we, of babysitters though. Yeah, we won. Yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. We, we we did we did we did think about that for a minute, but it was like it was definitely uh, tight quarters. It would be hard to you know to raise a newborn uh, in that environment, but yeah, but yeah. But I mean, that's that was so that was kind of like the humble beginnings, you know. I love that, and I can't believe that you moved in there. That's amazing. Oh, so yeah. okay, so you were a roommate then, basically, to yeah. how many other older adults? So like at the time we were full when we were <clears throat> when we were still living. So we had ten residents, and then we, we so when we first moved in. I mean, honestly, when I say when we first like like when it was like there was no place to like sit. I mean, literally. Yeah. Like there was, it was a queen bed, a dresser, and like, like if the dog was like laying, if our dog Dallas was on the ground, like there was no place to walk. You know, it was like that tight in the one room. So we ended up taking over another room. So then we occupied like, but basically at that point, I felt like then we kind of had like a little living room area, and that was like connected to the kitchen. And so we kind of shared that space with like a little studio apartment type of thing. Um, at that point in time, it felt more manageable, you know, than like the first year, you know um and so then we had 10 residents uh because we had 10 other rooms so we had 10 residents and then ourselves and uh and our dog dallas amazing and so what was kind of offered for your residents that you had there what did you did you create like a, a program calendar or anything were they doing anything yeah so so, my, like? so honestly like um like like so we so to me it reminded me of like a bed and breakfast like like yeah, yeah the way the, you know, cause we created a very tropical environment. It was very coastal. It had like all the, all the rooms were painted like a very bright colors and white trim and uh, a lot of like beach, you know, inspired photos and quotes and things like that on the wall. Um, and kind of like your, your, uh, you know, that gray, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Like, kind of like the gray flooring, you know, where mm -hmm. it, it looks like, anyways, long story short, um, it was one of those things that, you know, it, it really, it really did <clears throat> like, you know, like feel like this little beach cottage that was kind of like a bed and breakfast. And so, um, you know, long story short, like one of the things that was always my favorite thing to do was activities. Um, and a lot of times, you know, like I, like at the time when I would, was working like a lot of the shifts and I was like actively working the role as a caregiver, uh, you know, I, I'd help, you know, make breakfast, you know, do all of, you know, pass our medications, do all that kind of stuff. And then um, you know, we'd roll into activities and a lot of times I had to just like, I would forget doing the dishes after breakfast is like, I was more <laughs> interested in just making sure that they were having fun, that they were smiling, that we got everyone from their rooms and, um, out to the living room area. And, you know, we were doing some sort of like activity and keeping everyone engaged and laughing and smiling. And so like, to me, that was the, the most important part. And that was the part that I enjoyed the most was like, you know, you know, seeing them smile and seeing them laugh and seeing them just have a good time, you know? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and and I wanted to touch on because before you said that when you first walked out of the um, residential building of your friend's dad, how you thought that you made an impact on on the lives of the people there. And I always feel like the the residents or older adults make such an impact on my life as well. Did you feel that coming out? You were like, they impacted me. Well, they must have since since they changed the course of your career. <laughs> yeah, no, no, for sure. I mean, I like like. I think that's like it's it's almost like hard to describe. It was like mm-hmm. us being able to give them ho- um, <clears throat> hope and a sense of purpose and meaning yeah. in their life again. Like 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 the satisfaction from that was something that just yeah it was hard to it's hard to measure. I mean I I I think at the end of the day that's why I'm I'm so passionate about this field is simply because of the fact that like it's like man people you're you're really having an impact in these people's lives at a stage in life that's so critical. Like yeah. one that I think, like if you if you're not in this field, or if you don't have a, a you know a grandparent or someone elderly that you're taking care of that you're kind of like involved in their life, you may never realize just how lonely that stage of life truly is. And so, like to be able to give like people who are 85 or 90 or kind of like in that, in that stage where like they've lost their friends, they've you know they're they're not able to do and go out and just do whatever they want to do anymore, like. You know, they're relying and dependent on a lot of different people, you know, to be able to give that person like a sense of fulfillment and a sense of purpose. And, you know, it's kind of like you give them hope to like when you have something to look forward to when they wake up in the morning. Like, I don't know. There's just no greater feeling than that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, And you're giving them the ability to make friends and and engage with others and stay active and and have those meaningful and purposeful relationships at your day center your adult daycare right that you currently have can you tell me yeah. a little bit about that yeah yeah so i mean that and 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 that's and like so i think my uh passion for the activities like like, like that side of what we did in our assisted living that like definitely was a you know, a big contributing factor to us expanding into adult daycare. Mm, um, yeah. You know, I, I know we, we, we did have like one week, like back in 2016. And in that same week, I had three families call us. And I, I, I had never, I think at that point in time, we had been open for six years. And, and I, I don't think I had ever had anyone call and ask us about adult daycare services. But then in one week, I had three. And wow. it was really, it was really weird, because I, I, I didn't even know that much about it. So like when that person had inquired, um, I, I was like, all right, let me go look into it. like, what, what is this? You know, yeah. like, I mean, I knew we could offer it in our assisted living facility, but like I, when I thought about offering it in assisted living, I, I, I thought like, you know, the idea of bringing someone into our, like to their, like to their home, right? Yeah. Like this is essentially their home environment. The idea of like kind of bringing someone that is kind of a stranger for just the day. I, I didn't like the idea of maybe doing that in the assisted living environment, you know, cause it was kind of like, it's like their home and like, this is their yeah, place, and, you know? So, yeah. so we, uh, we were exploring like, is this something that we could do like in a separate environment somewhere else, you know? Um, and, and, and so I went and visited a bunch of them across the state and, and, and then I realized just how like, like few there were. So like mm-hmm. that experience, you know, led me to realize like, wow, there's a, there's just hardly any around like they don't even exist you know um 
and then the ones I did go to, there was a lot of them that I was just like, dang, I would never want my mom. Like, like I can't imagine walking yeah. in those that place and being like, oh, this is, yeah, this is great for my mom. Like, she's going to love it. No, she's not. She's going to hate it. She's yeah. like, why did you date me here, you know? So, like, <laughs> we were like, all right, well, let's take, like, what we know from the system. So, you can create an environment like that in adult day. And so, we found a building, you know, about five minutes away. And, um, you know, and then, and then we opened that in 2017. And, um. And honestly, I mean that that place is, is is it's it's like magical. Like it really is. Like it, like you watch people, literally change right before your eyes. Like cognitively, physically, um, you watch people come back to life in a way that like yeah. like families hadn't even seen in you know ten years. You know. Yeah, and it's always interesting when you have like that. Uh, people call them different things. So yeah, at your adult daycare, do you call them like clients, participants? What do you call them? So yeah, we, we refer we refer to all of our guests as, as members. Members, okay. Um, yeah, so it's like like members at a club, and so then like to them we kind of refer to it as a club. You know, we, yeah. we still kind of speak to the family caregiver and use the term adult daycare or daytime senior care or something like that because that's like ultimately why they're reaching out. But yeah, when it comes to like how do we refer to it internally, and then once once they are a member, like we you know we just refer to it as a club. So they're just members as of the members. club, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting because members will probably come there and they're kind of a little bit apprehensive, right? Because when you enter like a new environment, you have no idea what you're walking into. 100%. You have yeah. no idea who anybody is. So I'm yeah. sure that you see, like, can you tell me of an example of one of your members that has come in that wasn't really excited and now has thrived? So, so I mean, like that, that's, that's to, to us is like the importance of our, uh, our guest pass. Cause like, Honestly, I, I would say almost every single person is apprehensive, both their mm -hmm. families a little bit and the, the, you know, their loved one when they're, when they're first coming, you know, um, long story short. So, you know, it's one of those things that once someone comes for the day and experiences a full day with us, you know, the activities and the people and the friendships and all the stuff that happens in that day for them, it completely like just completely changes everything, you know? And like, and so like all that preconceived idea that like, my mom's not gonna like it or like mom's kicking and screaming on, on her way there like all that just fades away the second yeah. that they're experiencing the environment and so it, like for us like really it's just getting past that first time and so we offer like a free day guest pass someone can come spend the entire day with us um and and we know nine times out of ten they're gonna love it and they're gonna leave mm -hmm. there like wanting to come back tomorrow you know um and and so like you know, it's just, it's really helping them like just experience it because it, it's the unknown. You know, most of the time at that stage in life, most people are just, they're just scared of the unknown, you know, like, like they just, all they know is the TV and the chair and yeah. like whatever environment they're in. And like, it's been like that probably for the last five or 10 years, you know? And so anything outside of that is scary, you know? And, uh, but the second they like, you know, kind of, you introduce like new friendships and this exciting environment and this friendly staff and like all this stuff, like, Actually, no, they're like, they're, they're fulfilled. They feel like they have purpose and they're excited about getting up in the morning and they're excited and look forward to the day now, you know? Yeah. It's almost like our responsibility to be able to like provide an environment where they can like feel more empowered to, to continue living really. That's what it is. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Like it, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's one of those things that, um, I think, you know, I've, I've oftentimes tried to like, think about, you know, the person that's 85, 95 years old in that, that age range. And like, you think about like, what is life going to look like then, you know? So mm -hmm. if, you, 
think about from that person's perspective, like, you know, more than likely you've lost all your friends, more than likely you've, you, you're not able to drive anymore. Um, yeah. You may have lost your husband or your wife. You, you may have, you may live with your, your, um, you know, children, or maybe you live on your own and like your children are, you know, nearby, but they, but they're not like actively involved. You know, they're, right. they're, 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 it's not like we're, they're like all coming over every weekend for family dinner or whatever. Like, so you, you kind of like, suddenly this person's in this very lonely state of their yeah. like stage of their life at a stage of their life where like they're facing like the end of it and they're lonely at this stage. You know, it's like, like, I, I guess like, I think, you know, when you think about life in general, like when we're kids, we don't know any better, like everything's just happy and great, you know, and then we get older and, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, you kind of look forward to, I don't know, maybe meeting, your, you know, your husband or your wife, and you look forward to maybe going off to college or traveling the world or getting your first job or buying your first house or whatever, like wherever life takes you. And then you get retirement, you're excited about like not having to work as much and traveling the world with friends or your spouse. And then you turn 85 and you're like, what's, what's next? You know? Yeah. And all of a sudden, like your options are limited. You're lonely. Like, and, and it's like, you know, what is it like to be that person? And, and I feel like we're able to like, completely change that person's life you know yeah it's interesting and i've seen the relationships that have been built like whether it's i've had the chance to work in an adult day center i've had i've worked in like memory care and assisted living and independent living and all of that and it's interesting to see when those relationships are being ignited at the very beginning when you just see that person like they have an interest and the other person has the same interest and then they are kind of like I don't know, like brought to each other and they're like, oh, maybe we can be friends. You know, like making friends at that age is probably hard. It's like dating, you know? Right. Right. It's the right. same right. thing. Right. Well, exactly. really, right? Like it's challenging making friends when you're probably 80 years old. And so right. like you're just bringing these people together and, and sharing their interests. And yeah, and, it's and, nice. and, and, and the coolest part is like, like, so all of a sudden now they're around others that are going through maybe this uh, very exactly. similar stage in life. Where, you know, where like, like say you have a really healthy spouse who still yeah. has her friends or his friends, but the other spouse is the one that like has early onset, like dementia, or, you know, memory care uh, issues and stuff. And like, you know, so when they go out together, it's like they really can't, you know, hang out with the same group of people mm -hmm. in, in the same way. It's, you know, it's almost like, it's you know, it's almost like, that family caregiver is probably always concerned about like how their loved one's going to act around their friends. Yeah. And then their friends know that like, they really can't have an ongoing conversation with their loved one, you know? And so like, it creates this like, like kind of like a tough environment where like now that person comes into our environment and you know, you have two people that are best friends and they share the same story every single day with each other. You know, it's yeah. like 50 first dates and, it, and it's perfectly fine, <laughs> yes. you know, and it's like, yeah. a, it's, a, it's like a healthy place for them to be. And even though it's 50 first dates, like they may not remember what they did that day. There's still a feeling that they leave with that they know they had fun. I couldn't tell you what it was, yes. what they did, what they ate, but they had a great time, you know? Yeah. They, 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 they left with a smile on their face. Absolutely. So you started all of this and then we had this little thing in life called the pandemic oh, happen. That was, that was fun. <laughs> Yeah. what how did that affect everything that you were up to during that time so we i mean at the time leading up to covid you know we because we had we had our assisted living we had uh, adult daycare and then we had our home care agency 
Um, and all three of those companies, we, you know, we were kind of like in growth mode for everything. And then we were in the process of uh, hosting the largest event we've ever hosted. We rented out um, the event center here in town. We had like 600 family caregivers scheduled to come to oh, cool. this, uh, this event um, uh, to learn about like, you know, how, like, like, like basically the resources available to them to help them through the different stages of their, of their caregiver journey. Um, I mean, like literally like that was scheduled for like March 14th, 2020. Oh no. And, yeah. And like, I'll never forget like having to cancel that on March 12th, um, two days out realizing like, okay. Cause, cause that was like, that was when everything started clamping down and, yeah. um, and you know, like we had been kind of watching it like, you know, for a lot of January and February and, you know, in a way we were, we, we thought we were like, all right, well, you know, let's just proceed forward. We don't know yet. We don't know. And then like March 12th, I think the whole world shut down, you know? So then we're like, all right, well, NBA can't have an event. They, they limited um, events locally here to like 250 people. So we are, we are already like, well, this, like, like basically, you know, that, yeah. So anyways, long story short, we like, it seemed like life, like just completely got flipped upside down in that time. I know it did for everyone. Um, but yeah, it, it was one of those times where like, you know, what is going on? It just seemed like everything, it just seemed like everything we had worked so hard for, um, was, was like kind of falling apart. And, uh, you know, looking back, you know, obviously, you know, we, we've gone through this as a, you know, as a country, as a world, whatever, yeah. um, you know, we, we, we did shut our adult daycare center down for about six weeks initially. Um, I will say during that period of time, you know, it, 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 it was, it was really tough because I, I, I never expected to do that. And I will say that we are fortunate to be in the state of Florida at the time that it happened, because we did open six weeks later and we were able to get back to about 67 or 70% of like our original capacity. Um, what was your capacity by the way? So we, at the, at the time prior to COVID, we were, we were averaging about 45 people a day. Awesome. And, um, and we had like literally just had some of our best months and we had just had some of the most interest we've ever had. Like, um, like we were breaking records in, you know, in every area. And, and, and the unique part about it was we were doing it in this field that like, it was kind of unproven. Like mm-hmm. there are not a lot of adult daycare centers that are primarily private pay that were doing like what we were doing at the level we were doing it. Like it's, it, it's kind of a very uncommon, like there's a lot of like Medicaid model uh, mm-hmm. uh, and more medical or healthcare uh, models out there, but not like, you know, really we solved this, like we solved that problem for the family caregiver that is like worried about their mom, their dad, their spouse, you know, or a loved one, you know, like where they don't want to leave them at home alone because they're worried about their safety. Yeah. Um, you know, or, or maybe they work and they just need a safe place for their loved one to be. Um, you know, you know, so, so like we really kind of solve that problem for families uh, that are family caregivers where maybe they would have a tenant, maybe they would be considering assisted living or potentially home care, but then we could be that alternative solution. Um, so we kind of fit that mold where, you know, Medicaid's a totally different model. Um, and that's primarily what most adult daycare centers are kind of made up of. So, you know, um, you know, for us, you know, you know, kind of like targeting and really focusing on that middle America um, is, has been a you know big focus of ours. I, I don't know. I think I may have gotten us off topic, but. <laughs> no, no, for sure. I mean, I, in Canada, I think it's probably a lot different, but right now there's this huge push for um, keeping people as independent as possible in their own homes. And so yeah. this is such a great opportunity because 
they're still able to live in their own homes, right? But they still get all of that interaction and, and care and love and support. Yeah, and, and so, and you know, and again, I'm not sure how the healthcare system set up in Canada either, but like in Florida, we, um, you know, most assisted living and most home care agencies are all private pay. So okay. like, so like, so any anytime someone needs like kind of ongoing long-term care, unless they're on Medicaid, which is only 16% of the population over the age of 65, oh. which leaves about 84% of the population to have to pay for, you know, care on their own. You know, like, like, you know, the thing is assisted living and, and then home care become a very expensive option. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so what's cool is that, you know, we were able to kind of solve this problem uh, for families, you know, and, and do it more affordably and also give their loved ones like that sense of community and social socialization and all that good stuff. So, yeah. And now you're offering home care, too, aren't you? Yeah. So we are um, we started offering home care in 2018, 2019. Um, and so, so that's been cool too, seeing how home care and adult daycare interact with each other. Um, and and just, just how like we, we've been able to utilize both home care and adult daycare to help families. Like I, like I just got an email yesterday from a family caregiver that, you know, we had taken care of their mom for, um, about two and a half years and they used our adult daycare center for probably about two years and then ended up using home care for about six months or a year or something like that. And, uh, and, and it was just, you know, cool seeing how like, you know, we were able to be there for like their loved ones, you know, life in, in, in you know, in, in two different points in time when they needed one time when adult daycare worked perfectly and another time when, you know, home care was really the, the preferred option, you know, because, mm-hmm. so, you know, so go ahead. No, you go ahead. Sorry. No, so it was, it was cool to be able to see how they both kind of interact with each other. And can yeah, it's like the different help. points in their lives, too. Yeah. And as they exactly. progress throughout their life. Yep, exactly. Love yeah, it. and it's like, you know, like, and to me, the adult daycare like is an interim solution. I, I I truly believe it actually extends someone's life by at least two years and gives them, you know, like for sure, like like this this uh this you know this sense of you know purpose and meaning and you can just see how their lives have changed by just being in that kind of an environment, you know. Mm-hmm. I um I want to touch on recreation a little bit more because we are engaged in rec. So all yeah. my listeners out there are, are activity professionals and rec therapists. So on your team that you have, whether that's like home care or in the daycare, um, do you have rec professionals on staff? So I'm not sure like if there's a certification for it, like in, in, um, Canada versus like in like the US. I know that like we we have two activity directors that yeah. um we refer to as entertainers. Okay. Um, so like because we because we we like I, I tell like at least the way I kind of describe it to our team and the way we, the way we approach it is we look at the activity itself as as a tool. Um yes. and it's not the activity that is actually like you know it's like giving that person joy and, and making them happy and making them smile and laugh. It's, it's actually, it's the person that's like doing the activity. And so the activity is just a tool. The activity is just a, uh, you know, a kind of a, you know, something to use or to utilize to really create an experience around. And so yeah, that's why we refer to our activity directors as entertainers. Cause like at the end of the day, like they're coming in there and like, like when they're working, like they're entertaining, you know, they're keeping, they're using the activity to find ways to enhance the experience 
but it's all about the experience around the activity, you know? So it's like, if we're playing volleyball or something like that, it's not about like trying to see like who actually wins. It's about how do we make this volleyball like tournament as fun as possible? You know, like what silly thing do we do? What, you know, what, what do we add to like, you know, to the volleyball thing to make, you know, to throw someone off or to like, you know, like, you know, do we add a couple more beach balls? The so next thing you know, there's three beach yeah. balls going at the same time. Like, you know, um, if we're playing horseshoe, it's like, you know, it's, it's not so much about like a red versus blue team. It's like, no, how do we make horseshoe? Like, how do we make everyone laugh and smile during this horseshoe game? You know, like what, what kinds of things can we do to make them, you know, like, you know, laugh and smile and, and just, you know, and really enjoy it, you know, more so from an entertainment perspective, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It reminds me of um, like going to a resort, you know, like an all-inclusive resort and you have all of the programming going on there. And so yeah. you're you're there and like people are coming up to you and being like, hey, join in. It's going to be so much fun. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like a, a party every day. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so like, so and that's, our, and that's our goal. Like, how do we, how do like, how do we use the activity like as, as like a foundation to then create like truly like an experience around it, you know? Mm-hmm. So tell me about an, a time that you've had with one of your members that was something that kind of just like stuck in your head do you have like a really positive story that you can share yeah i mean i i I think um you know one of my favorites i got two actually that i can think of so one um there was there was a there was a gentleman one time like um that like you know his family was having difficulty like getting him ready for the day you know and like you know and, and it was constantly like a pain point for them because she was trying to get you know her kids off to school and trying to get him up for the day and get ready and it was just like a lot of stress every morning um and and like every morning would be a little bit different for him and i know like when he started attending like one of the coolest things ever like that started to happen after that is like instead of her like struggling to get him up for the day and having to get him ready literally he was like up ready shaved in clothes sitting at the like (laughs) dining room table like waiting for the bus to pick him up (laughs) and like and like you know his daughter would come out and be like honey why are you he's like what are they here yet and she's like no it's like 4 a.m like they're not gonna be here for another three hours (laughs) you know like and so just seeing how like like all of a sudden now he he's so excited to come to the the center or the club you know that like he's he's at, he's like getting himself ready now where before she was having to get him ready, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and it was difficult. Now he's like up and at him, shaved, ready to go for the day. And like, and it's like, cause he has something to look forward to now, yeah. you know? And so to see someone like change like that before your eyes, like that's magical. Another one was, um, and this is really where I learned like how important socialization is to even nutrition. Never really had seen this before, but um so this one of our she's she's been with us for like she's like an og she's like one of the our original uh-huh. like founding members um her her daughter uh, i guess she was living up north with her sons and then she was starting to lose weight and she was starting to become uninterested in life and like was just really kind of failing in a lot of ways um and and just kind of declining because of just her like it's almost like she just gave up and so yeah. like the sons didn't know what to do and they were like really worried. And then like, I guess the, um, you know, her daughter happened to live down here and she was in kind of the healthcare field. So she, she went ahead and took that responsibility on to take care of her. They moved her in, uh, you know, with her. And then, 
she started at our center and stuff like that. And so what was so cool though, is like, I mean, I feel like she was worse when we first met her than she is today. And she's been with us for like over three and a half years now, I think. And one of the coolest things was, is like seeing her suddenly like actually begin to eat again and actually like, like, like finish her meals and actually put on weight and, you know, and, and, and actually, you know, like, like now she has the nutrition to be healthier. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that she just now is eating around people instead of like exactly. just putting a plate in front of her and like her, like looking at this like daunting task of having to eat something. Now she's around her friends and they're laughing and they're smiling and they're telling stories and she's eating alongside them and not even realizing that she's like, like finishing her plate every time, you know? Um, yeah. So I think, I think like that kind of, you know, um, experience is just like, wow, man, like this is really powerful. You know, like the, like the, the, just how powerful like connection is and, 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 and a sense of purpose and meaning is like to, to, like to live a meaningful life, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I know. And dining, I feel like is such an experience and like culturally it's very different for every different culture, but like mainly it should be an experience where you have those, those times to like socialize with other people and learn things and, and really use all of the senses that you have. Right. And so for her, it was probably a total change from what she was used to at home to oh, compared understand. to being able to be around other people and have those experiences together. So kudos to you. Well, I, I, I just, I fell in love. I mean, I really did. And then like, like now I'm now, now it's like, you know, after we've seen what it's done, like that's when we decided to start the, the franchise model. And so we're basically in the process now of expanding through a franchise network um, of, of active age franchisees. We'll own uh, the location in Sarasota and the one in Port Charlotte. And then, and then we'll help support and help other operators uh, own their own adult daycare centers. I love that. So if any of our listeners that are out there that have said, I would always love to do this. It's something that's been on my list. Like I, I would love to learn a little bit more about doing that. How do they even learn, start the process? Yeah. So, so I, I, um, are kind of like a, like a, like a destination site for just a bunch of like information is, uh, I always send people to adcpro.com, adcpro.com. Um, and we have a ton of just educational content on there. We okay. got a private Facebook group. We got, um, a monthly webinar series. It's just a, it's just like a great destination for people to go. Um, you know, and it, it, so it's not, it's not necessarily about the franchise as much as it is about just adult daycare in general. Yeah. Um, and you know, we cover like everything from like operations to financial to, you know, startup costs to all that kind of stuff. Um, trying to just help educate the, you know, the, uh, the, you know, up and coming entrepreneurs in the senior care space that want to open up their own adult daycare someday. Um, and then we can also like always, you know, explore that conversation of, you know, do they, are they interested in, you know, the franchise model and, and, uh, but, but at the end of the day, we, you know, I'm trying to just spread the word about what adult daycare is Absolutely. and how it can help people. Cause it's such an, un, like there's 35,000 home care agencies. There's 28,000 assisted living facilities in the U S there's only 3,500 adult daycare centers. So, really? Um, yeah. It's, wow. it's such an, un, and, and 90% of them are all Medicaid. And so you have like this massive number of assisted living and massive number of home care agencies that primarily cater to a private pay audience yeah um and then you have adult daycare who like doesn't even touch that market you know 
And so, you know, we're, we're really trying to be that solution for middle America. You know, those, those that, you know, they don't have unlimited funds. They can't just pay for whatever assisted living or whatever home care agency at whatever cost. They are like, you know, they, they have a budget and they need to find, you know, affordable care and, and um, you know, but they don't qualify for Medicaid yet. And so we, we become that perfect solution for middle America. So what's next, Chris? What, what are you doing next? <laughs> well, I, my, my goal is to have, or at least get open a hundred locations um, through our active oh. age brand. So like, that's our main focus right now is, is trying to, you know, is trying to get to a hundred locations by 2025. Amazing. And, and, um, and how many do you have open right now? So we have our, we have one in Port Charlotte, and then we're in the process of uh, going through the construction process of our, our new one that we're opening in Sarasota. And then this year we'll award five franchisees um, their own adult daycare. And then you know, next year we'll do like 10 and then we're gonna do 25. And awesome. then, you know, we, 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 uh, we're just, we're like just in the, the very beginning stage, you know, but even if we have like a hundred awarded by 2025, but maybe only 40 open, like I'm content yeah. with that. I just, it's just, it's just trying to like, you know, get the, cause it, it, you know, it does take time. Like by the time you, someone signs up to the time to sure. pick a location and we, you know, we do construction, but um, it's like, it's one of those things that I just, I want to make a dent in that world and, um, and, and really start to pave the path for adult daycare being a mainstream national, like, you know, like yeah. option for families, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I really appreciate you coming on to Engaged in Rec and chatting with me and sharing all about adult daycares. Um, I love your story and how you got to where you are now. It's just fabulous. Um, well, thank you. So, it's, been, yeah. it's been quite the quite the journey, you know, from some very humble beginnings. But we we've uh, you know, my hope is I can inspire more people too that are younger to to get involved as well because I feel like there's just not enough uh, younger people kind of like coming to fill the void of, you know, many of the, you know, kind of like the, you know, many of the baby boomers themselves who have like worked in this industry mm -hmm. or this field for 30 years and now they're getting out and it's like, you know, who's coming to replace those, those leaders and those, you know, yep. those, those other professionals that are like, we are. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and, we, and we need, and we need to inspire other people like us, right? Like more people yes. that I would have never thought about, this as a career option before and, and then you know they come across your podcast and they're like they're inspired by something and they're like like i want to do that too and then you know you start creating kind of a movement of like younger people realizing that like you know you, there's more out there than just being like a doctor lawyer or working for a tech company you know absolutely and and when it comes to recreation or being an activity professional or in your case entertainer a lot of people don't know that that's even an option as a career Right. They just think like people do that, really? Like, well, no, somebody's got to do it. Why not me? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and, and and like, I don't know how much time we have. But I wanted like to, to hit on a, something cool we've done, like on the inter on the entertainment yeah. side or the uh, activity side. We actually built a software program that guides our um like basically every franchisee. It'll guide them through the day, and so like what's cool is like we're we're, we're the model we're creating with our franchise network is that. A lot of our activities, the um, the production of them, you know, are done are going to be done at our home office, and then and then it's kind of, kind of like a TV guide where like it's broadcasted into each location. And what, what we did is we 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 strapped together nine 65 inch TVs to make a nine foot tall by 16 foot 
worldwide. Oh, cool. uh, like, like, like basically it's kind of like a, kind of reminds me of like, like instead of wearing Oculus, it's like, you're like, like looking through this massive window into like this other world and like cool. whatever you want that world to be, it can be, you know? So it's like, so like, you know, when we do our chair exercises, we may have all of our, you know, entertainers like leading that activity. And you might have like one entertainer for every six to seven members, like leading that kind of uh, exercise in front of them uh, and, and, and making them laugh and smile and kind of giggle and helping them follow along. But the entertainers are actually following the lead on the actual big screen, you know? Um, ah. And that person on the big screen looks like, like, like they're there in real life because they're, you know, they're on a nine foot tall by 16 foot wide screen. And so it kind of creates this really like immersive activity experience that we're able to then, you know, kind of have a little more control over from our home office to all of our locations. Like, you know, and, you know, we can even broadcast like live music from the home office into each location. And, you know, I don't know if, I don't know if you have any of those like mega churches in your area where they might have like satellite locations and sometimes, you know, they'll, they'll broadcast the sermon in there and it, and it yeah. feels like that guy's like right there, you know, and you almost don't even know that he's, you know, a hundred miles away, you know? Um, and so we're creating that kind of that same environment um, in the adult daycare concept through this activity you know, programming software, but it'd be cool because some, someday we'll have a team of people in our home office and that team will be solely focused on just creating like the activity program uh, for all of our franchisees. And, and, you know, they will be the kind of creative mind behind everything we do in all of our locations, you know? That is so cool. Yeah. So I thought I'll show you a, show you a, a little video of that and what that looks like, you know, but yeah, I would love to see how that comes oh, okay so but then are you doing programming like facilitated in person still by your entertainers that are there right yeah yeah it's, it's the this this tv thing is just a guide like it's like oh, okay it's, it guy it, it's there to guide the entertainers you know so cool. this, so what, so what it does instead of instead of each location having to come up with and plan the activity yeah. cause like because because we're doing like you know we have at least like probably uh 15 to 20 different activities we're doing a day yeah you know or, you know or maybe even 15 busy. to 20 different segments so, so it's super busy but like to try to plan that out like six days a week you know months in advance like it, it can be a daunting task um you know for our entertainers in addition to them having to do the job of entertaining you know yeah um and so for us like this is not to replace the activity director or the entertainer this is to simply guide them so that they can focus on what they enjoy the most and what they enjoy the most is literally just entertaining and engaging with our members you know yeah like if i if i if, like i know that the like the you know our two main entertainers that like this like they they love nothing more than just to making everyone laugh and smile like yeah so like when we have to make the time for them to sit down and plan out the next month like they might get into it but they would rather be out there like talking and socializing and oh 100 percent you know so it's like so we just yeah. so we just we just take all the planning away for each location and do it in a central place and then and then publish it out to each location and then they can change it and modify it how they see fit but and, and to make it reflect their members probably too right? yeah exactly 100 yeah. percent. there might be stuff that like we put on there that like their members may not like so they they, they they swap it out for some other thing but you know, but we, we put a lot awesome. of variety in there. I, I'll just show it to you one of these days. Yeah, it's, it's, send it all over to me. I would yeah. love to see that. So any of our listeners out there, how can they learn more about um, Active Age? 
It's uh, just activeagecare.com and it's active without an E. So we, uh, uh, you know, in this new world we're living in where like, it seems like, you know, everyone's come up with new words and <laughs> like, like, like in order to get a trademark, we had to like basically create a word. So it's active and age Oz, all one word without the E. So activeagecare.com, uh, activeagecare.com. Okay. And uh, they can learn more about active age there. So. Awesome. So anybody out there, again, Active Age, A-C-T-I-V-A-G-E-C-A-R-E.com. You got it. You got Nailed it. it. Nailed it. You, you, you're, you're an amazing host, girl. I'm impressed. <laughs> Thank you. You got this, you got this down. <laughs> I actually have it right in front of me, so I can't yeah. take any credit. <laughs> but so nice to meet you, Chris. Thank you so much for coming on Engaged in Rec today. I've had a blast learning about you, and I can't wait to learn more. Keep me in the loop for sure. Absolutely. And, and uh, thank, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate the invite. Have a beautiful day. You too. Thanks.